1: Great word, you're great God, and so help us to learn from you in Jesus' name, amen. Now if you turn in Genesis 39, 39, Genesis 39, verse one, Genesis 39, we'll continue in our study here, wonderful study of Joseph. Spotlight has turned on this man of God, Joseph, teaching us so many wonderful things about him, Genesis 39, one. Joseph was brought down to Egypt, And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and served him, and made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put unto his hand." And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught. He had saved the bread which he did eat, and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Now, in our last study, you remember how we saw how dramatic the first words of this first verse of this chapter 39 really were very dramatic when it says that Joseph was brought down to Egypt. We saw how when Joseph was brought down to Egypt, how Joseph was growing up in Canaan, he never saw anything like this in Egypt. You saw the Great Nile that's producing the most fertile valley and the Egyptian crop production, which was Barnum, the most advanced agricultural production in the world. These pyramids, which are the great towering structures, which are really monuments to their past generations, this civilization, the Egyptian civilization, so advanced, this legal system, all the laws and the temples with their impressive structures and and the priests appeasing the gods, seeking the blessing, the language that had really become developed from hieroglyphics and from phonetics, and, and the government, with all the administrations and the military. And as he looked around, he saw all these other slaves that were from other nationalities, which were evidence of the conquering emperors and the arts with all their paintings and the medicine with their embalming and the science with their chemistry and their construction and so forth. And we can just see that when Joseph was brought down into Egypt, he just went a big wow. Wow, this is really something. You know, and I mean, it was really Egypt in its full bloom. We look at Egypt today in the ruins, we say, Wow. But he looked at it when it was really, when it had it before it fell apart. And so we saw that Joseph was really like a young Christian walking onto one of the great university campuses who come from the small town, you know, and, you know, I mean, I went to school at Miami of Ohio. is a big campus in Miami University, and, you know, we had students coming from the little farmyards, you know, out in, throughout Ohio, and it was all the big wow, you know, just like Joseph, you know, and they, Joseph's told, look, the true God is Ra, the sun God, and Christians are told that, look, you know, the God is not the true God that you, that you worship. The real important words in this is that he was brought down to Egypt, Joseph was. And he was, it was against his will, and he was being shown all these things. And so this really impressed Joseph, but yet Joseph stayed true to his God, even in the midst of all this impressive stuff that he was brought in front of. But he was brought down there as a slave, which meant that at any moment his life could be snuffed out. He was brought, he was bought, and he was brought. Two words, brought down there, and then after he was brought down there, he was bought by Potiphar. It shows how precarious his life is, totally at the will of others, brought down to Egypt, totally at the will of others, bought by someone he didn't know, Potiphar. Bought and brought. It shows us just how shaky and uncertain Joseph's life was. It was just so far from being secure. And in verse one, it just kind of shows us that Joseph's life is sort of like hanging in a balance. It's kind of like, it's like he's got a sword over his head in his life, where there is from the time that he was cast into a desert pit with no water to the time we're gonna see when he's falsely accused of attempted rape that he was innocent of and he was cast into prison. His life just seems to pass from one apparent destruction to another. And every time we look at Joseph, we look at him, we say, well, he's a goner now. You know, that's it for him. So anyway, so he's coming down into Egypt there, and he's with the Ishmaelites. And you know, when the Egyptians saw the Ishmaelites arrive in Egypt, they saw all kinds of strange, exotic commodities, you know, the myrrh that they had there. It talks about in the previous chapter, verse 25, chapter 37. A company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh. So, you know, for the Egyptians, when they saw the Ishmaelites coming, this is like a mobile Pier 1 import store, you know, that has arrived here. And then, you know, so the Egyptians are running, and, oh, let's go see what the strange exotic things these Ishmaelites, Ishmaelites have brought down here. And among those strange things was a strange slave, and the only one that was for sale in the world. They said, look, it's the only one that's for sale in the world. It's a Hebrew slave. His name is Joseph. He dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so among all the exotic foreign spices for sale is Joseph as a unique foreign strange import. And yet this is the Joseph who is going to save all of Egypt from death and starvation. That's amazing. So Egypt's rescue from starvation is all centered on whether the shaky life of Joseph as a slave is gonna be preserved. So Egypt's Egypt's salvation depends on this person who's being brought to Egypt and bought by a person who's actually an executioner, Potiphar is. So this shaky situation with Joseph as the ultimate savior of Egypt was like the shaky situation of the ultimate savior of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ his whole life Looked like it was so shaky from the time he was born. He's putting be put into a germ-infested stable. The newborn laid in a feeding trough. And then as a toddler, he's being carried away to Egypt to escape a sword that's killing all the babies behind him. And nearly starves to death 40 days in the desert with no food. Narrowly escapes being stoned to death or being thrown over a cliff or drowning in a storm. I mean, this is a person... who who was the key to the salvation of the world from an eternity in hell. It's amazing. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. So this shaky situation with Joseph as a preserver of life in Egypt was just like the shaky situation also of Noah. Noah, he's the ultimate preserver of the human race, human life on earth. And how do we see Noah? He's in an ark bobbing up and down over a flood that has killed everyone else who wasn't in the ark. And the savior of the world, Noah, no Noah, no savior. All depends on him. Shaky situation with Joseph, just like the situation of Jacob running from murderous Esau, and yet God had promised that through Jacob, the savior of the world, the Messiah is gonna come. No Jacob, no savior. And so Joseph is the same way like David. David, he's hiding in the rocks, he's hiding in caves from Saul who's trying to kill him at every turn. And again, the Savior, Messiah, is going to come to the son of David. No David, no Savior. And so Moses, you can look at it, same thing. Moses, there he is, a baby floating in a crocodile-infested Nile River. And the salvation from extermination of all the Jewish people depends on this little baby floating around in an ark around crocodiles. No Moses, no Jewish people, no Jewish people, no Savior. All of these who look so insecure, they were secure because God had promised back in Genesis 3.15 to Eve that he was gonna put enmity between the woman and the seed of the serpent, the sinner he was gonna crush the head of the serpent, even though his heel was gonna be bruised in the process. Well, when Joseph's brothers watched Joseph being marched off as a slave, they sat down, they were eating bread, and they lost sight of him over the horizon there he goes there goes joseph he's going to he's gone forever we're never going to see him again he's lost but he wasn't lost and joseph actually became but they didn't see it elevated to the most powerful man on earth and so joseph ends up being revered and obeyed by the egyptians and this all happened to the Egyptians because Joseph's brother rejected him. That's how he ended up in Egypt. And when the Jewish leaders watched as the Lord Jesus was laid in the tomb and the big stone was rolled over the entrance, they said, well, finally, he's gone now. We've lost sight of him, and he's lost forever. Just like Joseph's brother, they lost sight of Joseph because he was marched away as a slave, And it appeared to them that Joseph was lost forever. But what the Jewish leaders could not see was that the Lord Jesus was raised to the right hand of God with all power given to him, just as Joseph was also raised and became the most powerful man on earth. And the next time the Jewish leaders will all see the Lord Jesus, they're gonna bow to him. And they're gonna confess, he's Lord. He's Lord, just as the next time Joseph's brothers are going to see Joseph. They're going to bow to him. Okay, now, most of us here this morning are Gentiles, most of us, right? Gentiles, saved Gentiles, right? And the reason why you're saved is because the Jewish leaders rejected the Lord Jesus and salvation flowed to you. Just so the reason the Egyptians were saved from starvation was because Joseph was rejected by his brothers, so the Gentiles benefited from the Lord Jesus first. Then the Jewish people will benefit from the Lord Jesus, just as the Gentiles benefited, the Egyptian Gentiles benefited first from Joseph, and then Joseph's brothers are gonna benefit from Joseph. After the fullness of the Egyptians is come in to be saved by Joseph from starvation, then Joseph's brothers will come in to be saved by Joseph from starvation. Okay, now, Joseph's life is so interesting. I mean, it's just so, you can't stop thinking about Joseph's life. And you know what's interesting is that Scripture often uses a single statement. There's a single statement, I should say. There's a single statement in Scripture that just seems to, like, sum up the person. Ah, that's the person. For example, You know, when you think about Abraham, what's the single statement in the Bible that best describes Abraham, in your opinion? What would you say? Say it again? Okay, righteousness is one, possibly, yeah. Faithfulness, faithfulness. I was thinking of the scripture in Galatians 3, 6, and Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. There you go, righteousness, see? Okay, so Abraham is faith. The phrase for Abraham is, Abraham believed God. So that would be faith. Okay, now you think of Enoch. Enoch, what's the phrase for Enoch? Enoch walked with God, that's right. In Genesis 5, 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God, took him. So Enoch is a walk with God, in sync with God. Okay, Moses, if you got one for Moses, a good scripture, uh, what do you think of when you think of Moses? Say it again? Okay, that's a good one. I wasn't thinking about that, but that was a good one. Amicus, man, there's many of them. But I was thinking about the one from Exodus 33, 11, Exodus 33:11, where it says that the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. So I was thinking of friend, friend of God, friendship with God. That's a good name. We should remember that. Friendship with God, okay. <laughs> All right, now how about Joshua? What's the famous line for Joshua? That's it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua, the single statement is that's it, and then it's about serving the Lord. How about David? David, what's a single statement you think of for David from the scripture? A man after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. 1 Samuel 13, 14, 1 Samuel 13, 14, the Lord has sought him a man after his own heart, which means he had a a heart like God's. Okay, how about Isaiah? What's a single statement for Isaiah? Isaiah 6, that's it. Here am I, send me. Isaiah 6, 8, here am I, send me. So Isaiah is the example of dedication. How about the Apostle John? The Apostle John, let us love one another. Beloved, let us love one another, right. 1 John 4, 7, 1 John 4, 7, so John is love. Okay, how about Joseph? What's a single statement for Joseph? Joseph, what is it? well-favored. Okay. The single statement for Joseph is the verse we're looking at. Verse two, and the Lord was with Joseph. That's this life statement for Joseph's life. The Lord was with Joseph. It was a life statement that characterized all of Joseph's life. The Lord was with Joseph. This is the life statement that Stephen used to describe Joseph in Acts 7, nine. In Acts 7.9, where Stephen said, and the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. That's always the thing about Joseph. God was with him. This is the description of the Lord Jesus Christ when it says in Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. This presence of God that Joseph characterizes in his life is what Paul prayed for the church at Corinth when he ended his letter in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, when he said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. This is what God prayed for for the Thessalonian church, the Thessalonian church in 2 Thessalonians 3, 16, 2 Thessalonians 3, 16. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ promised when he gave the Great Commission in Matthew 28, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. go ye therefore into all the world. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you. Always, even unto the end of the world. So this life statement of Joseph is an enduring secret that we're reading about in Genesis 39 2. The Lord was with Joseph. And this secret endured for Joseph through locations. It didn't matter where Joseph was, whether he was away from his country, away from his home, away from his family. He had this enduring secret, the Lord and the Lord was with Joseph. It endured through his activities. It didn't matter. What Joseph was doing, whether he was tending flocks, whether he was carrying cheese and so forth over back to his brethren, what he was, whether he was uh, taking care of crops, whether he was taking care of prisoners, whether he was taking care of a country's food store, whether he was taking care of distribution of food to all of Egypt. It didn't matter. His enduring secret was, and the Lord was with Joseph. And it didn't matter what kind of temptations and adversities that he went through. Didn't matter what he had to face in life, whether he was being loved and singled out by his father, or he was being hated by his murderous brothers, or he was being lifted up by us with a special coat of honor, or he was being humiliated by being stripped of that coat of honor, or he was thrown into a pit in the desert with no water, or sold as a slave, or falsely accused of adultery, or put into prison, or exalted that's also exalted to most powerful Man on earth, that was also a temptation of pride. All these adversities and temptations, Joseph overcame because of this enduring secret, and the Lord was with Joseph. I mean, think of the anxiety that he went through as a slave, on the slave market, you know, being sold, will I get bought by a good master? Will I be treated like a human or an animal? And now you think of how Joseph, now he's just standing there on that platform, being sold in the slave market, all alone, and think of the anxiety that he had, and yet, and the Lord was with Joseph on the platform being sold as a slave. And Paul, think of Paul, when he was forsaken by everyone, and he writes these words, 2 Timothy 4.16, 2 Timothy 4.16, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, it will not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthen me. Okay, so that means again, and the Lord was with Paul. So the centurion secret, the Lord was with Joseph, was the single compensation that Joseph had. And it just stood like a big wall, a barrier to the adversity that threatened to crush him. And it was like a wall of protection. And that's why Stephen used that word, but, in Acts 7.9. The, the patriarchs Acts 7, 9, the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. Thank God for that, for the presence of God in our lives. It stands like a great wall of protection from us being crushed. And since by since the Lord Jesus Christ is with every believer and his spirit is in every believer, every new temptation, every new adversity that you and I face is really a challenge to the Holy Spirit inside of us. And we have to remember that. And this was what endured for Joseph, that through these temptations he was kept because the Lord was with him. He didn't become proud of his successes. He had a lot of successes. Didn't matter what successes he had, whether success of taking care of the affairs of a prison warden or caring for prisoners or caring for a country. The secret of his success was, and the Lord was with Joseph. The secret endured through his fears. It didn't matter what fears, he had fears of dying. He had fears of being tortured, which he was, in prison. He had fears of being permanently separated from his family. He had fears of never seeing his father again. And there's only one reason why these fears didn't crush him. It's that enduring secret. And the Lord was with Joseph. And it endured, that secret endured through new challenges that he faced. He had new challenges. He never, the challenge of handling the affairs of the daily life of a prison warden. He'd never done that before. The challenge of being responsible for a whole prison that Joseph had never done that before. The challenge of storing food for a whole nation for seven years. He'd never done that before. The challenge of distributing and feeding a whole nation and then buying everything in the nation for the food. He'd never done that before. The challenge of feeding all the foreigners who were coming who were starving to death during the seven years to see, if I got enough to take care of all the Egyptians and them too? he never done that before. The challenge of running the largest country and most powerful country on earth, he never done that before. Neither had Donald Trump, but it doesn't matter. He did. <laughs> but the reason that Joseph could be brave and look at each new challenge in life was because of this enduring secret in verse two, and the Lord was with Joseph. And what we see is, in joseph is not just for joseph it's for us this verse really gives the secret behind philippians 4:13 i can do all things through christ which strengtheneth me he could have said i can do all things through christ in me which strengtheneth me and again the great commission i am with you always in matthew 28:20 20, matthew 28:20 20, and john 15 john 15 the whole parable the whole the talk there i should say about the vine, it's all about this. In John 15, four, John 15, four, when the Lord said, abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. And then Paul is emphasizing the same truth in Second Corinthians 3, four, 2 Corinthians 3, four, when he said, in such trust, have we through Christ to word? Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything is of ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, it's of God.
0: Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at with God. Friendship with You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at Friendship with You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to Friendship with to sign up for his daily devotional verse. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at Israel or you can write Tom Cantor. At P.O. Box 711-330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E, T. California, 92071. Or you can email Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800 800- Sunday Night Church is back Join Friendship with God Bible Teacher Tom Cantor at the new Friendship with God Fellowship every Sunday night at 5.30pm at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California Join us early each Sunday at 4.30pm for food and fellowship with Sunday evening services to follow at 5.30pm Watch Tom Cantor and the service on YouTube Live located on the Friendship with God website Enjoy encouraging teaching from our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, in a relaxed and family-friendly atmosphere. Sunday Night Church is back, so join us at the Friendship with God Fellowship every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum at 10946 Woodside Avenue North in Santee, California. For more information, call us at 800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051, or visit friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org for the Friendship with God Fellowship.